Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast, Episode 1. In this episode, we talk about service flow, whether you put all the songs in the front or all the songs in the back of the worship service, or if you cut it somewhere in the middle. It's important to communicate with your preaching pastor. It's important to think about what you're going to try to accomplish with the service and how you want people to be able to respond to the Lord. So it's something to think about. You don't want to get stuck in a rut and do the same thing every week. It's always cool to mix it up. And this week in Elevate, on May 19th, 2013, we mixed it up, and we, we did a bigger chunk of worship in the back. So the team unpacked that point today. Uh, This podcast is much more focused than some of the previous episodes you've listened to. Um, We're actually branding this as episode one. So if you're interested in some of the old discussions we have, they're they're called Sunday set lists on thechurchcollective.com. So you're welcome to go back there and hear us just get together and and talk about services. But from now on, the Church Collective podcast will be something that is pointed directly at a specific topic every episode. So this episode is talking about service flow. So I hope it's a blessing to you. Leave a comment. Let us know how you're doing uh, your services over at thechurchcollective.com and uh, find episode one and uh, be sure to check out our campaigns we're only a week away uh, and a few hundred dollars short to be able to send a couple guitars to Kenya Uh, I have no doubt that we're going to make it but you could be a part of that Uh, we're going to send some guitars over there with one of our team members and he's going to teach them how to play he's going to set up a worship team over there so that they'll be able to lead worship uh, on the other side of the globe and it's just a great great thing to be a part of so I want to encourage you to check that out okay here we go with the Church Collective Podcast episode one Just so people know who the names are. So this this is Ryan. Emily. Matt. Jorge. Davey. Rachel. Brian. Ben. So a lot of people here today for our first um, uh, focus the discussion. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to talk about this. So today we tried something different. Um, radically different for us, but not that radically different when you really talk about it. But normally we do, say, 25 minutes of worship in the front of the service. And today we did... 20 minutes in the front and then 10 minutes in the back like we combined our two back um, back songs uh, or we combined our back song with a, another song uh, in there so today we're going to talk about the um, flow of the service when you're when you're selecting it so uh, for me I typically ha- have done services where almost all the music is in the front and then we do the sermon and then you come up and do you know maybe a half a song at the back of it um, and that has some success, but what about you guys? What's your guys' backgrounds with service flow? Well, back in when I was doing youth ministry, that was somewhat normal rather than only on Tuesday, but we had a weekend service as well. Uh, we preferred to do like two up front and like three or four songs in the back just because we felt that the students kind of got engaged by the first two songs and then would pay attention to the message and allow like the spirit to convict them of things and really like connect with God in that way and then like once they're connected it it creates a more engaged like worship atmosphere so I personally go to the like more songs at the end is better yeah so I have been in churches from both perspectives um other than here and I think then we're in Florida that they tend to do everything up front and only have the message afterwards and uh toward the end if that's right um and uh 
one of the cool things about having set all together in one chunk is that you end up with a deeper time in worship because you get to actually like fully kind of get into it. One of the tough things is changing gears, and that's always awkward for churches yeah. uh, to find a way to change gears without losing people. So when you do all your worship at the same chunk, it's nice to be able to kind of just let people breathe and be in it. Right. But then a lot of the other, uh, uh, my, most of my experience has been at, church, at a church where we would do like one or two songs to season at the front. And then, like like Matt said, the big chunk of worship's at the back, and that's nice because then uh, the message allows you the chance to intellectually connect with the Lord, and then your worship is more of a response as opposed to uh, like a like a primer. So you tend to kind of in those environments, it's more contemplative and reflective as opposed to like kind of engaging and like right. um, you know up front because so. you've just been given scripture. Mm-hmm. and you just read it yeah and there's definitely that aspect of like I, I appreciate for the most part this was the first time we've done <clears throat> yeah a, a bigger chunk in the back of an elevate service but for the most part we do our chunk in the front and it's good as far as like a worship leader crafting a 25 minute set is concerned because you can kind of walk through a little path there and take people down a journey but then um, you're right there's there's a uh, something to me it felt like especially today like in that back set it felt like the participation um, was way way better than mm-hmm. at the front of the service, and that could have been because we did with everything, because yeah. that's like everybody's favorite. But I noticed just a tremendous amount of hands up um, for a long chunk. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I, I think I asked them to raise their hands at one point, mm-hmm. and usually they put them down right after that. But like most everybody kept them up. Um, so you guys think it was with everything, or do you think it was the fact that it was at the, a bigger set at the back to give some time? I think it was a bigger set. Yeah. Also, um, we have um, Chad did more of a kind of uh, altar call benediction thing at the end that kind yeah. of prepped the spiritual condition of people a little bit too, which is nice, not slamming right out of the message into something. Mm-hmm. It was a little, you know, maybe longer than we would have expected because the service went kind of long, but it was nice. I think it was a good spiritual time to close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also feel like if you do it at the end, like more music at the end, you're also going to have more people there because <laughs> like people don't show time. up till five, yeah. ten minutes after the service starts. So right. you're going to have a fuller room, and if you have a majority of the people engaging in worship, then you're, the rest of them are going to come along. Right. You know. The first song that we did specifically this week, or you guys did rather, um, Tear Down the Walls, there was a section in there that talks about I don't have to see it to believe it, and that was referred to like in the message, and that was probably not even, that's not in the outline, I looked at the outline. This is something that Jeremy had talked about this week. And I feel like if you do songs up front and sometimes the pastor will say, hey, we sang this line, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, cool. But when something in one of the songs refers to part of the message or part of the scripture, I think that's more powerful to make that connection in that order, mm-hmm. for me at least, because a lot of times the songs, we know the songs we got memorized and we don't really think about it, especially before the message. Like, we don't go back to that. Right. But some of the the way that a message is delivered with the pauses and with the way that they deliver different things. Um, th- like the pastor will have that line that will stick and, and if that can be pulled back out in worship at the end, that's really cool. I just broke Ben's Sharpie. So <laughs> I've got a bad way of breaking things when I come into Ben's office. That's what he's not my iPhone. No. <laughs> but going back to what Ben was saying, it's kind of like what Brian was saying. It's a re- it feels more like a response rather yeah. than just singing to God. You're responding to what you heard during yeah. the message. Right. You know. So. So it sounds like we preferred that today. 
and I guess we'll, I keep, think we'll so. keep doing it for a little bit. Yeah, I think it's good to change it up too, though. It's like it's one of those things where it's fun to. I think you have a different tone in the worship when you do it up front versus you do it in the back. I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Right. Um, and so they, you wouldn't be able to come in with a, everybody get up at the very, very yeah. end, because unless it's the very, very end, they're all yeah. getting up to put away their Bibles. Sure. But, um, <laughs> so it's nice to be, able, you know, to be able to have that upbeat enjoyment um, in reflection on, on what God's done in our lives, because that's what is fresh. Like when you first come into a service, you're talking about, you're bringing your offering. It's like my week is his, uh, I'm reflecting upon what God's done for me this week. Um, and then when you do it at the end of the message, people have been seasoned with a message and it's like, I'm reflecting on what God specifically revealed to me in the message. And so you get a different tone too. So it's kind of cool to be able to play on both of those if you have the ability to do that. Yeah. I think we need to do more special songs where we have like people who never <laughs> sing come up and do like a pop song or like a ballad. Oh yeah. Uh, like right after like the offering. <laughs> I'm okay with not doing that. <laughs> that that's, that's, I mean, I, that, guess, I guess we could do that. <laughs> that would be a joke. That's a joke uh, thing. So the take-home uh, for this is to uh, really think about what you're doing when you're planning your worship set. Don't just uh, pick five songs. I mean, if you, if you have, say, five songs in a chunk, then um, really craft something out of that. But, you know, there's, there's opportunity if you're working with your pastor or whoever's doing your service to do you know, one song at the front, and you want more of a response at the back. Um, <clears throat> but really, it's, it's really important to think about what is happening in the service and, and not just uh, throw songs at it. So as much flexibility as you have with your, your, uh, your preaching pastor for, for your service, I know some services are pretty uh, rigorous and pretty straightforward every week, but um, yeah, I, I guess one of the big things is flexibility, and, and to switch it up is fun because next week we'll do a couple songs at the back again, and <clears throat> maybe it'll go great for a couple months, but we don't want to say, well, this is how we do it. This is how it always mm -hmm. goes. Um, so I'm a big fan of keeping it mixed up. So hopefully this has been a blessing to you. Um, come to the churchcollective.com. You can look at all the links for the songs that we did today. Uh, you can also check out our, uh, our latest campaign, which we're over halfway there, and we only got about a week left. So if you're at all inclined to donate, we're sending two guitars to Kenya. So uh, check it out and pray for us, and we'll be putting updates up there as we go out and purchase the guitars. And um, yeah, this is a good time to be a part of the Church Collective. So shout a tweet or something at us, and uh, we'll be in touch with you. <laughs>